No introduction needed. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, this night was designed for you and you alone. If you will, surrender, yield, and submit. Something will happen deep inside of your spirit that is going to bring change to every single area of your life. For tonight, the Word of God comes with authority and power and great revelation. And God's going to transform you for the glory of His kingdom. Give Him a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Wow. What an honor, what an honor. What an honor to be a part of the kingdom. What an honor that God allowed us to be called sons and daughters. Birthing us, translating us out of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear light. It's a whole lot better in the light than it is in the dark. Amen. Let me say this as we, as we begin to kind of idle our way out. The currency of this hour will be hunger and thirst. You cannot access what God is doing. I, 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 I hate the future tenses on everything. What he's going to do. I'm telling you, it's happening already. God is moving all over planet earth. Lives are being transformed. God's servants are being elevated into new levels of revelation, into new levels of authority, into new levels of anointing. Amen? And the Lord spoke to me actually last year when the meetings began in Asbury College in, in Kentucky. And immediately the Lord threw me back when I saw this. And of course, I, I don't want to litigate that. Most of you all know. Uh, remember uh, that, that the main thrust of those meetings were worship and prayer. And they were pretty much led by unknown people. There was no major personalities. There were no major worship leaders, although both contacted the school to offer their services. And the school declined and said, this is not about personalities. See, therein is the problem. God will not share his glory with any man. And we have evolved into the church too much of celebrity worship of ministries and even worship ministries. Are you listening? God pulls away from that. He said, if you're going to worship the man, then you'll get what the man can give you. But if you will put your focus back on me. And so, they begin, just a few of them, at the end of the chapel service, gathering at the altar. And then that few gathered into more and more and more until the building was filled. Until the entire schedule was disrupted. You know, back in Exodus 3, Moses was tending the sheep of his father-in-law. And the Bible said that he noticed across the way a bush was burning and he expected it to burn out any moment and it didn't. And so Moses then did something very interesting. King James, I like the way King James said it. When Moses turned aside to see why the bush had not burned, 
It was when Moses gave his undivided attention. See, there's things that God wants to tell us, but he's not going to tell us until he has our undivided attention. Too many distractions out there. Too many things vying for our time. And if we really believed that we were close to the rapture, we would be shucking all the stuff that don't matter. Amen. Thank you for about a half-hearted half of the church. Amening there. There's so many things that we fell in love with that maybe not aren't sin, but they distract and detour from what God wants to do and what God's desire is. And so when I saw that meeting happening, and I had friends of mine, pastor friends that went to uh, Kentucky to be in the meetings, and of course, you know, uh, if you remember all of that, um, uh, uh, the city was overrun with people. You know, it's not often that you have seasons like that. And you have to be very careful when you enter into a season of revival like that because, you see, the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. And when the climate's right, God shows up. And if we'll tend the climate, just like God put Adam in the Garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. Amen? Anything God releases to us, that's the difference between a visitation and a habitation. A visitation is where we just experience something, but a habitation is where we dress and we keep it. Are you listening? So that regardless of what's happening anywhere else, Lake Church can be a place where revival is consistently and constantly underway. And every other church in the house. And so... uh, so I, I watched that, and the Lord spoke to me. We were out in, in Georgia preaching, and uh, the Lord told me, he said, go back and look at the revival uh, that, uh, that happened in, in, in Wales. And he said, you're going to see something of what's happening now in parallel to what happened there. And sure enough, the revival in Wales, if you go back and look at it, it happened in 1904 and 5. It was a prelude to what God did at Azusa Street. And when I saw that and saw the connections, my spirit leapt because I thought, this is it. We are seeing God do again what he did at the first part of uh, the 1900s, amen, where people were gathering and, 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 you know, they had moderators there to kind of, you know, keep the order and the flow, but they they didn't take the time to get up and preach their revelation in that. It was just worship and prayer and repentance and people getting blessed. And, and the parallels were so identical that the, the Welsh revival, uh, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people, not only in Welsh, but it went through Great Britain and it spread even around the world as people came, as always they do. When there's a sound of revival, they will come. They will travel, just like John the Baptist out baptizing in the wilderness. You don't have to be located on Main Street, Tulsa, or Main Street, Dallas. You, you can be right out here on 51. Amen? Right out here where somebody thought, why in the world would God do something out in the middle of this place? Amen? But people will find you if you've got something happening. And so they came all over to that meeting and, and, and people were, were being brought into the kingdom. And, 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 and what I saw was, as I went on to, to do a little reading and study, is I discovered that they said, and many believed, that what happened in the Welsh revival made the way for what happened at Azusa Street. It was through the brokenness and the hearts that were seeking after God 
that moved the church into a place where God could reissue the Holy Ghost like he did. Amen? Amen. And what he released in Topeka that traveled down to Houston and ended up in Los Angeles. And people in Los Angeles had been praying over two plus years for a move of God. And William Seymour, led by the Holy Ghost, got on a trolley and went on the trolley as the Holy Spirit led him. And he said, get off here. And he got off there and he said, which way? And the Lord said, walk down this way. And he walked down that way and he said, turn here. And he turned here and the Lord said, turn there. And he turned there and he said, right there, this house. Walk up to it knock on the door. And he did. And when they answered the door, he said, God told me that you were in this house or praying for revival. And God has sent me to lead that revival. Amen. And it was through that connection that the funds were got and the, the warehouse was, was uh, accessed. And, and then again, the meetings began. But they say what happened, many the, uh, historians believe, church history, that it was the Welsh revival that was the prelude. And when I saw that, I'm just, I'm like, we're there, we're there, we're there. This revival that's been preached about, this this season, because we know that this season has to be a season of glory. And you know, something about the glory, again, is God will not share his glory with any man. There's something very dynamic about the glory of God that is much different than the anointing of God. We're very well aware of the anointing and the anointing upon people. And that's why, that's why Paul rebuked him because he said, you say you're of Paul, you're of Apollos, and I'm of Cephas. People attracted to anointings on people. And, you know, I'm of Jesse, and I'm of Kevin, and I'm of Greg. Amen? And we got this Daniel. And I got you right. Jesse's around here somewhere. Daniel. Amen? And I'm of them because of the anointing on their life. But when the glory comes, it's all about him. And the glory don't just show up because someone prophesied it. Lord told me years ago, the number one enemy of the glory is sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so God is going to come back and get a church that is glorious. And if it's glorious, it must be what? Full and overrunning with the glory. It takes glory to make glorious. Right? And he's coming back after a glorious church. And when I saw this, I thought, there we are. We're there. We're there. We're there. And then all of a sudden I hear, they pulled the plug. And my heart began to grieve. And I thought, have we here in America become so callous that we've missed a season of revival that, you know, we've had revivals, but this, this, I believe, was something more than that. It wasn't about coming to hear an evangelist every night. It wasn't about those things. It was about people coming to meet with God. Amen? There's something vastly different between coming to a meeting to be entertained and be inspired and be, you know, revved up by the worship or the music or by all of the, you know, uh, things that are going on. There's something different about coming for him. You're here for him. Amen. You're seeking first the king of the kingdom. You're not coming. See, revival's about coming for what's in his hand. 
and we identify the revival, well, he's a prophet, so I'm going to go get my word, or he's an evangelist, I'm going to go get my healing, you understand? And we identify anointings because we're seeking things. But when you get into the place where you're seeking God, you're no longer interested in what he has in his hand. You want to know him face to face. And when you see him face to face, check it out. The Bible says in Philippians 4.19, which is very clear, Scripture, if you'll just look beyond the typical application, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his what? Riches. Where? So if you can get in his glory, you can access everything that you need. And, and, and when I saw and heard that the meeting had been canceled, I thought, God, we missed it. We're so far out into the flesh, the churches, we've missed it. And, and my heart was so broken over it because I, I, God clearly led me to the Welsh Revival. I clearly read and studied that and saw the same earmarks in both of the meetings. And then all of a sudden, in just a few short weeks, it's over. And I'm like, how do we get to another Azusa? How do we get back to what they saw in that revival? Because God told me, you'll know you're in this, this, this revival that's been prophesied because it'll be earmarked by creative miracles. Creative. Arms and legs growing out. Things that have been removed being put back. Creative miracles. Undisputed miracles. We can pray for stomach ailments and people can say I'm healed. But you can't know they're healed other than the person says they are. But when a fella comes up with no arm and he's got an arm. Everybody knows a miracle happened. When a fellow can't see and the, you know, the eyes, uh, you know, are, are created pupils and, and, and corneas and all of that that needs to be to see happens. You can't dispute it. And he said, we will come to a season of creative miracles again, just like then. And so all of this was just like the devil seemingly had come in and severed it. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? How is this? How can this be? And, and then as I prayed about it, the Lord really began to bring peace to my heart as he began to pull back some things of what I was thinking. And he said, listen, you got to understand, William Seymour prophesied around 1912 or so, there will be another move of God that comes to the earth in a hundred years or so. Why the or so? Because God never is going to tell you exactly when. He wants you to live ready every day. A hundred years or so. But he said this move of God will make what's happened here at Azusa Street look small. And I thought, how can you outdo that? Many historians said that the two places with the Ark of the Covenant where the manifestation of the glory of God was concentrated in the box. We know you can't keep God in the box, but the glory of God was in that, 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 that ark. There in Azusa Street was no comparison to any place where people came. For, for four or five years, that revival went on, and people came from all over the world. 
and miracles, signs, wonders, and very importantly, that people came to get their miracle, but they stayed on to give and let be a vessel for God to minister through them. I think that's important and what, what, what we want to say if we can get over there. Uh, and so when I, when, I, when I remembered that, this is what the Lord said. It is not my intention that people come to Kentucky to experience this move of God. I brought this move of God spontaneously to show those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. And he said, my intention is, is to show them what they must do to move their church, their house, their home into the place where the outpouring of God that's prophesied can be released. The only way you can outdo Azusa isn't in quality, but quantity. So I believe it would be God's intent what he did at Azusa. And I believe he's got a few tricks up his sleeve that we ain't seen yet. But what he did at Azusa, he would do here in Manford. And he would do there in Wichita. And he'd do there in Sand Springs. And he'd do there in Tulsa. And he'd do it there in Dallas. And there in Atlanta. And there in L.A. And you understand? Every church that would grasp it that the current sea of this hour is hunger and thirst. It's no other way. It's not about your faith principles and your dynamics of this, that, and the other. It's not about, oh, it's about hunger and thirst. When my brother and I were young, we went with our grandparents to Branson. And uh, we took a tour in a cave there. I believe it was in Silver Dollar City. Marvel Cave. How many ever heard of Marvel Cave? How many ever been in Marvel Cave? Well, you'll remember this. There was two interesting things about Marvel Cave. First of all, I saw them come over. Amen. Well, first of all, uh, there's a place in Marvel Cave that's called Tall Man's Headache. And it's a natural cave. So they didn't go in and blow out and chip out and make it big enough for everybody to go through. They left it true to form. And so there's a place in Marvel Cave that, that it's really low and you've got to you got to get real low to make it through the passage. There's another place in Marvel Cave that is real narrow. They call it Fat Man's Misery. They call the other one Tall Man's Headache. I saw them draw, drag. They didn't drag him, but they escorted a man to the side, and he got rather irate. He was a rather portly gentleman. I'm a little guy, and I'm thinking, boy, they're not very nice to that guy just because he's a little chubby. They told him he couldn't go down through there. And they explained to him, sir, you won't fit. You're too big. You can't make it through the passage. You cannot take the whole tour. You'll only be able to go so far, and that's as far as you can go. He ranted and raved about it, but the bottom line was, is there was a place where you had to get real low, and then there was a place where, where you had to be real narrow to get through. And God spoke to me through that concerning this season. And he said, to go into the place we're going, we're going to have to learn to humble ourselves again. We have too much pride in the church. 
worship leaders compete against worship leaders and pastors against pastors and evangelists against evangelists and my ministry's bigger than yours. It happened with Oral Roberts. It happened with Jack Coe. It happened with A.A. A. Allen. All of them let pride to a degree get in the way, amen, or could have let it get in the way. But it was all about competition, competition. How many are you running? How many are you running? How many are you running? Amen. It doesn't really matter how many we're running. How many are we changing? Come on. We're going to have to, as I mentioned last night, adopt the posture once again of praying on our knees. The Bible said God resists the proud, but he gives more grace to who, Kevin? The humble. What is the posture of resisting the devil? Submit yourself, therefore, to God. People would just say, I rebuke you, I resist you, devil. Well, the Bible didn't say that's how you resist the devil. The Bible says submit to God, submit to his word, submit to leadership, submit to what, then you're in a posture to resist. That's why some folk can never break out of the bondage or the attack of the enemy because they're in pride and they won't humble themselves. They won't submit. God said it's only those that are humble and will humble themselves that can access this move. You can't get there with pride. You're going to have to get low. Everybody say get low. Amen. You're going to have to get low and stay low until something breaks inside of you. Something changes inside of you. Ministers till it's not our ministry anymore. It's his ministry. Amen. And then you have the other place there where, where, where if you're too big, you can't get through. Between each level of God's glory, there's a smaller entry hole. Smaller entry hole. We just don't go from glory to glory because someone prophesied it. Amen. It's like we get a prophecy, we get a prophecy, God said it, and there we sat down, get us a, get us a, you know, a, a, an iced coffee, and we sat, and, what are you waiting on? Just waiting on God. Just waiting on the Lord. He said it was going to happen. Well, what are you doing? I'm waiting. Well, we're not supposed to wait. We're supposed to get low. We're supposed to humble. We're supposed to empty. We're supposed to get ready. You're going on a trip. God wants to take you somewhere. And God said, I can't take you where I want to take you the way you are. See, we get confused with grace because folks come over with grace and say, God loves me just the way I am. There's nothing I can do to make God love me any more than he already does. Well, that's exactly true. But God can't use you the way you are. So to access the glory, there has to be a stripping away. Because everything's not sin, but some of its weights, distractions. 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 And so the Lord said, hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst. And it's those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They'll be filled. Jesus said, he that's thirsty, let him come and... You'd be interesting. As the deer pants after the water brook, so my soul longs after thee. Do you remember when you first got saved? How many of you remember when you first got saved? You couldn't get enough of the word, could you? You find yourself reading the word every chance you got. But now that you've been saved a while, you don't need to read it as much. I've read it before. 
When you first got saved, they couldn't keep you from coming to church. You couldn't wait for church. You were early and you stayed late. They had to run you out, amen? But now things like the Super Bowl kept you home last night. Come on. Are you listening? And I heard in my spirit, I was with you till then. <laughs> Amen? Amen? But I, I, you have to understand, there has to come a point to where the Lord must become all. Our desire, our, our everything. And he said, if those that have ears to hear and eyes to see, will come back, as Revelation said, to their first love. Amen? And you know, when, you, when you're in love, there's, there's, I mean, you know, man, when you're in love and you're that young man courting that young woman, my goodness, you're in love, man. I mean, you can be out with them for three, four hours and then get on the phone with them and talk to them three or four more. And then you're both on the phone saying, you hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. And then you both wake up and you're still there because you both went to sleep. But then after a while, you're like the young man tells his girlfriend, baby, I would, I would swim the deepest ocean. I would climb the highest mountain, cross the hottest desert. I'll see you tomorrow night if it's not raining. And yet we say, I love you, Lord, but we let everything else, everything else, and you see, Pastor Greg's not going to beat you down. He's not going to beat you down. But the thing about it is, is, is the lover of our souls watching. And he said, here's another chance to prove something. Amen. And so the Lord said, this currency is going to be hunger and thirst. As it was in the beginning. God's going to have to have a, a church that is on fire for him. A church that's ready to press in, you see. Because God wants to release his anointing and he wants to release his glory. We talked to you last night about the gifts of the spirit. We talked to you last night about 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, be not ignorant. Amen? Meaning you can miss out on the things that God has because of ignorance. Amen? No excuse for ignorance. you got the Word and you got the Holy Spirit. Amen? And many of you that are part of this house and other pastors that I know in here, tremendous churches, if you're a part of them, God's Word is preached. There is no excuse for ignorance. Amen? But he said concerning spiritual gifts, 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 with a gift there is a giver and a receiver. There is a giver and a receiver. And, and as I was meditating today, I realized, you know, that, that the Father gave the Son. That was His gift. And then Jesus said in John 16 and verse 7, he said, it's expedient that I go away for if I don't go, he can't come. Amen? And when he has come, he'll reprove the world of righteousness, sin, and judgment. Righteousness because they believe not on me. Of sin and of judgment for the prince of the world soon to be judged. He said, so Jesus was very excited about the entrance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when you look at the ministry of Jesus, the first 30 years of his life, he was just known for the roofs that he built, the furniture that he built, the things that he repaired. He was connected to his earthly father. That's how they knew him. He was part of the family trade. 
But that day in fulfillment to Scripture when he walked out into that Jordan River after John said, I need you to baptize me. He said, no, we got to fulfill the law. you got to baptize me. Jesus went into the water with a type of Christian baptism. He goes down, dead, comes up alive, and the Spirit of God comes upon him in the form of a dove. Amen? Amen. For the first 30 years of his life, he did no miracles. But from that point forward, he was full of the Spirit, led into the wilderness. He was 40 days and nights on the mountain. He didn't deal with small-level demons like you and I do. He dealt with the big man himself. Amen? Satan himself, and he was tempted three times, and three times he beat him. How did he beat him? Amen? He didn't beat him by going, You can't resist the devil in tongues. He don't know what you're saying. You don't shake and jerk and fall out on the ground. you got to know what the Word says. It is written. Amen? So he resisted the devil by his knowledge of the Word of God. And then he came down out of the mountain. Listen, he came down out of the mountain in the 14th verse of Luke 4. The Bible said he came out, he returned in the power of the Spirit. He went in in the fullness, but he came out in the power. He went in in the fullness, but he came out in the power. Jesus said, you shall, in Acts 1-8, receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He didn't say when. He said after. He said after. Amen? And so Jesus comes out in the power, and then the first recorded message he preached, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, for he is what? Anointed me. So now the anointing is on Jesus. In the Old Testament, seven of the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. The Old Testament people, when the hand of God came on them and a gift operated, you can find it was one of the seven of the nine gifts that Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians 12. Jesus operated in seven of those nine. Prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of discerning of spirits, working of miracles, gifts of healing, and the gift of special faith. He did not operate in tongues, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation because we know that was for this dispensation. The Holy Spirit would bring that. But those that the Spirit of God would come upon, he couldn't be in them in the Old Testament. He was with them and for them and he'd come upon them. When he did, he would release a gift and they would function in that gift. And just like Moses, take your rod and spread it out over the water, working the miracles. When he obeyed God, the water split. Amen? We could go through and identify. And we've done a very good job about helping people to identify and have definitions for these things things, but we've not done many times a good job about walking them into them so that they themselves can be a vessel in which God uses to flow through. Amen? So Jesus operated in seven of the nine. Let me backdrop this. He said it in, in John 4, it would be a well springing up unto everlasting life. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit. The life of God in you reproducing the character and nature. That well's for you. That's your personal well to make you into the nature and character of God. But he says in John 7, hey, those of you that got the well, listen up. If you are thirsty, you can come and trade the well in for a river. The well benefits you. The river benefits others. Because when God anoints you, he has someone else in mind. Jesus said it this way, John 7, 37. He that's thirsty, let him come and drink. 
for out of your belly. For this said he to, this said he to those who believe on them, that out of your belly will flow what? Rivers. What? Rivers, plural. What do you think the rivers are? It's nine manifestations that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 12. That's the rivers. That's the rivers. He didn't say a river would flow. He said rivers. 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 Amen. You shall receive power. The anointing comes on you. You're baptized with the Holy Ghost. You speak in an unknown tongue. Now you have the potential for rivers. Because when the Holy Spirit filled you to overflowing, he brought nine gifts with him. Some of you have been praying in tongues, but down in your spirit are nine manifestations ready to come out. If you would understand, rivers are ready to flow. Rivers. When Jesus started operating in those manifestations, everybody knew who he was. Amen? When a church begins to operate in those manifestations, and when it has a group of people that understand how to flow, it wouldn't matter what walked into the room, there would be the manifestation of God because so many people would know how to flow that they would come in one way and they'd leave another. But if we have to depend just on the pastoral team to do all of that type of ministry, I guarantee you there'll be multitudes that come and leave just like they came. But when you're sitting next to them on the row and you know the voice of God and the Holy Spirit begins to speak... It's like like those that came to Azusa. They came to receive, but they stayed on to give. One man came in with an open wound in his side and his intestine was sticking out. And he had his clothes on and he had a kind of a flap type of garment that covered it. And, And they said the stench was horrible. Can you imagine someone's intestine is protruding out of their body? And a little eight, nine year old boy Because they would watch like vultures at the back door. See, miracles were happening long before Seymour came out. Because the people in the crowd were watching three services a day, seven days a week. This is also something to think about. They had prayer 24-7. And instead of just having an intercessory prayer team to pray before service, they actually had people somewhere in the building that were praying for the service while the service was happening. Maybe that's a place to amp it up to where there's prayer covering for pastor when he's praying and other ministries that are praying so that there are people doing battle in the spirit, amen? That there will be free flow and anointing to manifest. And, and this young boy come over to the man because he could see that he was, he was hurt and he asked him what was wrong and, and he showed him the wound. And the little boy prayed for him. Little boy prayed for him. And when he prayed, the anointing of God hit the man and he took off running kind of like Kevin Varnell does, amen? And shooting around the building, running and shouting and praising God and when he got back there he lifted his shirt and looked and the intestine was in the skin was closed and you couldn't tell where the wound was my 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 we're talking about a giver of gifts but there must be a recipient a receiver somebody that says okay God I've got to have this anointing. I've got to have this manifestation. I've got to have these things operating in my life and in my ministry. 
And you know, my, my brother and I got saved. It was, just, it was just natural, the natural progression. I'm saved, now I got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Three weeks later, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. After I got filled with the Holy Ghost, then I saw the gifts of the Spirit in manifestation. Smith Wigglesworth said, if you see no gifts of the Spirit in the service, he said, you might as well write Ichabod over the church door because the Spirit of God has departed. Wigglesworth didn't play games. Amen? So, so the natural progression for us was, is out of your belly rivers are flow. I didn't understand all of this at the time. You know, I'd read and quote that scripture, out of your belly flow rivers, but I didn't recognize or put the connection together that that's talking about the nine manifestations. Now, there's flows. You could also preach it rivers. The God moves this way. God moves that way. Ezekiel talks about a river, amen, that's knee-deep, ankle-knee waist, and water to swim in. We understand that. You can preach it all different ways from Sunday, but I think the bottom line of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, one, is to give you that supernatural prayer language, and two, to unlock nine supernatural gifts that Paul talked about so that you can do ministry like Jesus did. John 14, 12, the works that I do, same work shall everyone do. Amen? And so, so the manifestation of God and the gifts of the Spirit have to be received. God kind of gave us a mandate 30-some years ago. I will actually, I was thinking today. Today is the 42nd year to the day. On that Sunday night, brother, when God called me up through our pastor and confirmed the call to ministry and then finished that prophetic by saying, and you have even asked for the gifts of the Spirit of the Lord thy God. And he said, the gifts of the Spirit of God will not only be in you, but they shall begin to flow through you in Jesus' name. I saw that today when I was reading in the 12 hit me and I thought, 42 years ago. God spoke to me the other day and he said, you know, you, you used to talk to me a lot about these things and now I guess you just kind of think because you got them, you just have them. He's talked to me about going back and doing some of the things I did innocently back when I started. I think that comes back to the currency of hunger and thirst and it comes back to getting low and stripping things away from me. That stopped me from being what God wants me to be. And so these nine supernatural gifts flow out. When you talk about manifestations of the Spirit, you, you all through, from Genesis through the New Testament, when, when, when these, these things operate, you can trace them all. When a Spirit of God moves, you can trace them to one of these manifestations. When God moves through someone, We'll say it this way. How do you identify the anointing? Well, we identify the anointing by after service we say, man, I'm so glad, Pastor Ramon, I'm so glad that God used him and he yielded to him because he gave me that word from God or he prayed for me and the sickness is gone. You just encountered the anointing. Because the anointing comes to someone, flows through them to someone. That's anointing. And that's what Peter said. When he got up and they said, what meaneth this? He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. God will pour out of his spirit on all flesh. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then he went on to say, sons and daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. Handmaidens and servants will prophesy. There will be signs in the heaven above and wonders in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vaporous smoke. Maybe that talks about salvation, the blood. Maybe it talks about the Holy Ghost baptism, fire. Maybe it talks about the vaporous smoke is the glory. Yeah. 
The sun turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. And whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall what? So that wasn't just a whole conglomeration just thrown out there. I think there's a progression. Because sons and daughters and young men and old men and young women and older women, amen, are yielding to the Spirit of God. Now, now, all are going to want to call on the name of the Lord because he told us back in in Acts that we were to be witnesses. As we said last night, that's not just taking them down the Roman road. That's demonstrating to them that Jesus has resurrected. You can't do it without these manifestations. You can't. You can't. You have to have them. And so he clearly articulates in that second chapter all nine of the manifestations. Handmaidens and servants, sons and daughters prophesying. That's diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. Young men see visions, old men dream dreams. That's revelation. That's the three revelation gifts. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of discerning spirits. Signs in the heaven above, wonders in the earth beneath. That's the power gifts, amen? Working of miracles, gifts of healing, gift of special faith. So they said, why are these guys all staggering around drunk? We grew up in traditional Pentecost. This was one of the calling cards of traditional Pentecost. Man, we had a service last night. Uh-oh. Really? Really? What, what did the pastor preach? I don't know what he said, but woo, we shouted and danced. Praise God. <laughs> we had a good one. How was it good? Pastor didn't preach. We just all. And we need those. Looking at some of y'all faces when we preach. It's been a while since you had a good Holy Ghost drink. Amen. Kind of like two folks were talking, and they said, man. And after he got done telling him what was going on, he said, man, you need to go on a three-day drunk. Amen? Just not, with, just not with your favorite beverage of old time. You need to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Amen? But see, in old-time Pentecost, you know, and, and I'm not slamming them because they had something that we've lost today. Amen? But they had things reversed. The whole purpose for them drunk... And talking in languages they knew and languages they didn't. And others watching said they're full of new wine. Peter got up and said, they're not drunk as you suppose. Seeing it is the third hour, nine o'clock in the morning. That's how you tell whether somebody's a real hardcore drunk. They don't wait till seven tonight to start getting their drunk on. And a drunk will drink by himself. Because if you're not here, that means more for me. Do you all see? Nine o'clock in the morning, they're staggering around drunk, staggering around drunk. And Peter says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And then he goes through the process. This is why they're acting like that, so they can get over here to this. For those of you that are filled with the Holy Ghost in the room, and I, I would hope in the house that it's 100%. If you've been around Lake Church for any length of time, you should have not stopped just in the fire. And Lester Summerall said the problem with most Christians is they're too soon satisfied. They get saved and they stop. Get filled with the Holy Ghost, with the prayer language, and they stop. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. I said don't stop there. What's the goal? John 14, 12, that I do ministry just like Jesus did. That's the goal. That's the goal. 
You can't do ministry. Jesus couldn't do ministry without the seven gifts that he had access to. You and I can't do the ministry unless we have access to the nine gifts. Amen. Last night when brother gave the message in tongues, that inspired me. It inspired me in the interpretation that came from Candace, inspired me because that's the entry level gifts and I promise you, in many churches all around the nation we go, there is no manifestation of diverse tongues in the service, no manifestation of interpretation of tongues there is no manifestation of these things but yet they call themselves spirit filled, Pentecostal go under a denominational Pentecostal name or a charismatic name but yet when you look around the gifts of the spirit are vacant and void I'm going to tell you something also. You will never learn to flow in the Holy Ghost unless you attend a church where the gifts are visible. Because we don't just teach by precept. We have to teach by example. There must be someone that models it. Otherwise, all we have is a theory. And I like what Brother Hagin said about theories. It's an, you know, it's an assumption based upon ignorance of the subject under discussion. That's what a theory is. So we have to have it. We have to have people that move over into this. Young and old. Young and old. The youngest person I prayed with to be filled with the Holy Ghost, four-year-old girl. Down in, down in West Texas. Out in West Texas. She hit the ground, tears streaming down her face, speaking in the most beautiful heavenly language ever heard before. Four, she wouldn't play in church. You know how the little ones will come up? Don't ever discourage them from coming up, even if they courtesy drop. Because there'll come a time when they go down that it's not, it's not playing. But I'd much rather them play church than play other things. Four years old. Then we had a, 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 a lady that, that was in another church out in West Texas. And she come up on a walker, gray-haired sister, prayed, about 16 people filled with the Holy Ghost that night. And the pastor asked me, how old do you think she was? And I said, 78, 80, 96 years old. And then we had another lady down in Texas. I guess Texas has, has uh, some phenomenon, amen? She had been seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost for 42 years. Until we were able to pray with her that night. And within a matter of moments. She was speaking the most beautiful prayer language ever heard. And she came to me after the service. And said dear God. She said in my daddy's barn. When I was just a teenager. She said I had the same thing come on me. But I didn't know how to yield. And she took off talking in tongues again. She said I could have done that 42 years ago. But you see if the devil can stop that from happening. And that river from flowing. You'll never access these things. That's the anointing. But the anointing's not enough. The Bible said we'd have the former and the latter rain in the same month. Former and latter. And I don't know how theologically correct I'm on this, but, but I think it certainly will apply. I think the former rain, which was, was released on the day of Pentecost, was the anointing that Peter clearly articulated. The nine gifts of the Spirit. This is why they're doing that so they now have rivers flow out of them. But the latter rain is something different. It's an intensity of rain that is far, far much heavy, far much more intense than just the anointing. The anointing flowing through someone and praying for people can take you four hours. We've had prayer lines where we've went four hours. And you're done, everything on you, soaking wet. You feel like you just, I mean, you're just drained. 
But you got people stacked everywhere and miracles happened and, and people were delivered. And, and man, wow, what a service. But I've been in services where we got over into that latter rain anointing. See, the latter rain's the glory. And when the glory shows up, God just kind of pushes you over here. And then he hits the whole crowd at the same time. See, when the glory shows up, God will get everybody. When the anointing shows up, it may only hit two people on this row. But when the glory shows up, it'll hit everybody. And the Bible says he supplies our need according to his in glory. So when the glory shows up, he don't just take care of the ailment in your body or, or the damage in your soul. He gets everything. The glory, when the glory's done with you, everything. When the glory's done everything. And I probably told this story before, but I'm going to just tell it in a short version. We, we, we reached a place. I'm going to talk about something tomorrow night. I'm excited for tomorrow night. Amen. I'm excited for tonight, but I'm excited for tomorrow night. We got to a place of worship in that meeting. You know when you cross over. You know when you cross over. For one thing, we don't, we don't sing the songs that are there anymore. Now everybody's done went to another level in their city. Now we're just singing in the spirit. And it's flowing like waves, 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 waves. And every wave that comes, you just go a little higher. And you go a little higher. You go a little higher. You go a little higher. And the pastor motioned for me to come. I came. Wait, motioned to the praise team. Keep worshiping. And I come up and I leaned on the pulpit. And I leaned up on the pulpit. As I leaned on the pulpit, all of a sudden I hear, oof, go through the room. I mean, my eyes are closed and I look. And all 180 plus people are on the ground. Never seen anything like that before. You couldn't orchestrated that. If we, if we planned that, there'd be some goober that'd fall out three minutes before. <laughs> Somebody said, well, I'm going to be the first one down. But when I looked up and heard it, it was whoosh through the room. And then there was wailing. There was crying. There was laughing. There was, I mean, calling out to God. I mean, I'd never, ever, and even since then, been in a meeting like that. And I'm hanging on to these real strong plexiglass pulpit. And I'm looking. And I'm like, my God, the, 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 the people back in the sound booth, they're on the ground. Boom. You heard them hit. They're not up anymore. I, I, I turn around, you know, and I look. And all the people on the stage, the, the pastor's wife who played the keyboard, she's laying on the ground. The guitar players are laying under their guitars. The drum players laying over there by the drums. I mean, everybody on the stage but the pastor and myself are left standing. And I went to go, hanging onto the pulpit, I went to go, did you see that? And I went, shatabaka. And when I slung my arm back, he went, Phew, up and down on the ground. And for about 30 minutes, I was the last man standing. <laughs> the only reason why I could think the last man standing is God wanted me to see. And I watched. And after about 25, 28 minutes or so, because I was watching my clock and praying, People begin to come to a seated position. Some on the floor would just sit there. Others got up in the seat and some went out. And so I'm just, you know, the, the atmosphere began to get up right where you could, you could, you know, you, but you could just still feel the, just the electricity. And, and, and without any instruction, any instruction, people lined up on this side of the room. And I'm standing there just kind of looking. Now we got about 25 people lined up over there. What do they want? What do they want? And, you know, I'm, I'm a little slow, but I caught up. I thought, I guess they want to testify. And so I came down with the mic onto the floor. And every one of them that came up started off this way. I don't know what happened, but I came to myself laying on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw it. Amen. <laughs> there was a man, Pastor Greg, underneath chairs like that. I don't know how a big man like Daniel could be under the chairs. But the man was whooshed. I don't know how he did it. I still don't know. They had to pull him out through the end, right? I mean, 
I don't know how it happened. My eyes were closed. If only I'd have kept my eyes open, I could have saw. But they all started off. I don't know what happened. I came to myself on the floor. The first one said, I've been running from God for 12 years. And I don't know what happened. I came to myself on the floor and I heard myself. I heard my voice crying out to Jesus to come into my heart and be my Savior. And I got born again. And the whole church just started rejoicing. And the next one in line said, I don't know what happened. I came to myself laying on the floor. But when I came to myself, I heard myself speaking in other tongues. I've been trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost for over 10 years. And I heard myself speaking. And they broke out in tongues. And the church just went nuts again. And then a lady's standing there with a back brace. And she comes up and says, and I wanted to say, but I didn't. I know, I know you came to yourself laying on the floor. And that's how she started. I don't know what happened. Came to herself laying on the floor. But, but when I came to myself, she said, there was a heat. See, she just had back surgery two weeks before. They inserted two steel rods down the back of her spine. She would never be able to bend over, never be able to twist anymore. But you see, she's got this brace on to sustain her until she gets to a spot where I guess she would be able to go without it. And she's just kind of fixed, you know, in that situation. And she said, I came to myself on the floor and I felt a heat at the base of my neck and it went all the way down to my tailbone. And she said, I knew in myself if I could just get up and get this brace off, I don't need it. And so they helped me up off the floor and I went out the back door the, to the bathroom to, you know, to, cause she had it on underneath some clothes, you know, that she was wearing. And she said, and when I walked in the bathroom, you might want to know everybody in the bathroom was laying on the floor. <laughs> She might think twice about dilly-dallying in the the potty room. Amen? The glory falls. You better hope you're not in where the splashes happen. Amen? (laughs) Oh, my. And she said, I had a back surgery two weeks ago where they inserted steel rods in my back. But she said, I want you to see this. And she goes like this. Boom, down, touched her toes, started twisting back and forth, started raising her knees up. And she took off running, and I took off running behind her. The whole church went nuts, and we had about 10 minutes of just boom, 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 boom. And we had nothing but a testimony service. And as a minister, this is what I thought. I didn't do nothing. And I still got the offering. You know your natural man, you know, look at me like that. I said to myself, if we can ever teach the church how to bust out of just the typical, this is our 25-minute set, we're going to do that so we can get to this, and what would happen if we just came in and just gave him everything? We just might get over into the glory. And we get over into the glory, then every need you got when you come out of that glory supplied. Marriages restored, bodies healed, people set free in their minds, drug addicts. We had people that came with all sorts of drug paraphernalia. You didn't have thought it was a pharmacy in there, amen? We were out by Sacramento, California. We had it laying all across the stage from cigarettes to white powder to all sorts of stuff. Pill bottles. People that said, when I got up, I know I'll never touch it again. And I thought, boy, I sure hope the cops don't come in. They'll think we're... we're <laughs> We got, we got an open store up here, amen? <laughs> Folks can come and choose. I'll take some of that, amen? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And when I saw that that night, 
I realized how so much of the time in our services we operate so far below. So far below. When all of these things are offered. But you cannot access them without hunger and thirst. You're going to have to get low. You've got to get rid of the pride. And then you've got to be willing to strip aside every weight and every sin that does so easily beset you. You can't let this popular culture get on you. You must remember this. In the hour we're in, we're, the church can go every place that everyone else goes. We can even say words that we used to say before we're saved. We can drink beverages that we were delivered from. Are you listening? Because of doctrines that have been taught. Listen. He is not just the Spirit. He is what? And if He is the Holy Spirit, then you would think if you really have a relationship with Him, you are going to be sanctified, separated, consecrated, dedicated. I like what Pastor David Emi taught in tithing about the tithe. That it was, it was holy. It was not for secular use. You are holy. You are not for secular use. You shouldn't talk with the words the world does and coarse language and vulgarity. I don't care who told you God's okay with it. They don't serve the same God I serve because when I got saved, he took that language out of my mouth. When I got saved, he took the alcohol desire out of me. When I got saved, he took the desire out of me. You see, if you still have the want to, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Kenneth Hagin. You need to have another dip. Not another dip of Levi or Copenhagen. You need another dip in the fountain filled with blood. This will be an hour of consecration, separation. I'm not talking about getting something by works. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being so in love with him. And so in love that he told me that I am to reach out to people. That I must equip myself to be the most dynamic that I can be for God. And I'm telling you, in 43 years of walking with God, I've tried it loose living. And then I've tried it being committed to him because I love him. And always the manifestation of God is on me in a greater way. I'm not talking about earning it. I'm talking about laying it down because I love it. Amen? And Because you see, the glory is the goal. Sin, he told Moses that. I'll let you see what you can handle. And that's what God does. He lets us experience what we can handle. But when we begin to come aside through hunger and thirst then God's going to begin to position us to step out into the manifestation of the glory. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen? Real revival is when it's not just done inside the house. This is where you learn. But you should do it on your job. Amen? At the store. Wherever you're at, always looking. See, if you're a prophet and the only time you prophesy is in a church meeting... And if you're a healing ministry gift and the only time you ever operate in healing is in a church meeting, you just need to read the New Testament again. Most of the ministry wasn't done in a church meeting. It was done out there. Wasn't it? Amen? So, so there's something to attain. There's something to reach out toward. 
See, God wants to take this church to another level, to another dimension. We go from glory to glory. And my theory is, is that when we get to the ultimate glory, the only place left is, is the horn that sounds and Jesus comes. Because we've attained every level of glory that can be attained here. That's when the church raptures. So I don't think it's all just about these things happening. I think it's about also the church in the same time walking the steps out. Amen. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. For my yoke is easy. It's not hard. My burden is light. It's not heavy. And when a man and a woman surrenders their heart fully unto me, that's when, says God, that real joy will begin to flow, real peace will begin to manifest, and real power will begin to operate. For this is the church that I'm raising up. They'll not be moved by what they see, moved by what they hear or feel. They'll not be moved, but only by my spirit. The Holy Spirit in them will quicken them, lead them, direct them. And on assignment they'll be every single day. Walking in my glory and power in every single way. And for those that have ears to hear, the invitation comes unto you. Will you humble yourself and empty yourself so in you I can flow through? For if you will, says the Lord, it won't take six months or a year, but I'll begin to do those things if you simply will listen and hear. For Jesus said, I only do what I see and what I only say what I hear. And so it is to those in this hour that will obey me as I speak and decree. And they will hear and they'll see. And the miracles Jesus did shall manifest even unto thee. So be a good courage tonight. And know that in this place you are found. I brought you to this house so there can be a great turnaround. And emptying you, says the Lord, from that which it was within, that the enemy came through distraction to dilute you down so the Spirit of God could not move with power from within. But tonight, says the Lord, a new season does begin. For I am doing a quick work in the earth, and tonight in you it does begin. And if you say, yes, Lord, to that which I have said even this night, and begin to humble yourself by my spirit and might, then you'll see it. Oh, yes, and it won't be hard. No, it'll be easy. For all you have to do is what I, what I, what I, what I show you. And, and you only have to say what, what, what you hear me say. For this is the hour. It'll be a great army that will flow in the last days exactly this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Come here, big boy. Hallelujah. I wish his height I'd be in the NBA right now. Amen. <laughs> Or I'd be a tight end somewhere. Stretch your hands toward him. Give me somebody to stand behind him. Amen. Don't touch him. Just stand behind him. Amen. I didn't see you already behind him there. He's kind of big. You might need two of you. Stretch your hand toward him. I heard the Lord say mantle. There is a mantle of God that he has placed upon you. It's a mantle you've been wrestling with, wondering exactly what do I do? The Lord said, take a deep breath tonight in Jesus' mighty name and just love on me each and every day. 
For God said, I'm going to begin to teach you about the mantle from your mother's birth that I did assign. I'll teach you about this mantle because God says now is the time that you begin to understand the ways of the Lord concerning the hand of God that is on your life. Now there are gifts that come as equipment in that mantle to stand in the office that God has set you aside for. Don't worry about all of that at this moment. Just be obedient to walk through the open door. And God's going to teach you His way, and you're going to walk therein. And the mantle of God shall fit you perfectly, my friend. For God has called you, and He set you apart. I see you dedicated even unto the Lord. And when that dedication happened, God and all the angels stood in heaven and said, Oh, what a great thing will happen through this one because of the mantle that is released. Now, lepre neste kede. Three months, six months, nine months, a year. God said there will be extreme growth in this new year. And God positions you with clarity, you'll see. I will tell you there is a prophetic anointing that's down deep inside of thee. And God's going to awaken it and you're going to begin to flow. As God begins to lead, so you shall go. But that's not all that will be. Mm, Because great things are inside of thee. But get low. And empty yourself. When you come out of 2024, my, 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 you will have clear-cut direction. You will have precise vision. And your path will be clear. My. And I say this often to, 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 to children of ministers. You don't wear the mantle like your daddy. You wear the mantle like God gave you to wear it. Now, if it's similar to what your daddy has, that's awesome. But you can't put on his clothing. You wear yours. My, 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 my. Lebre neste tea. Revelation's going to come. Understanding's going to flow. And Father God, this anointing will begin to grow. It'll grow. It will grow. Lebre, hold your hands out. Lambra nasatea. Nangedeste. There's a mantle upon you as well of authority, you see. You're going to deal with strongholds of the enemy. And you're going to see the enemy flee. Ula branda sata. There's a warrior spirit in you. Yes, it is. One that almost looks for a fight. And God said you're not going to be afraid of that which bumps around in the night. For the anointing of God shall lead you forth in Jesus' name. And great and mighty things shall happen because of the mantle that's on you. My, my, my. He's called you to stand out. And so you shall. So that's the anointing. It's the anointing. That's just part of it. As far as I can go. Lombro sotonosto. Be what God's called you to be. Do what God's called you to do. Operate in the anointing that he's placed on your life. And God said he will join you even to your wife. And the two of you shall be one. And you shall operate in me. 
One puts a thousand to flight and two puts 10,000 and the power of God is magnified and you'll see. So be of good courage. My, 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 your future is bright. Walk out into the light of revelation and see my, 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 the power of God's might. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Lombre, este, yanda, bandedese, lebre, nise, kitia, landam, brandandan, deseke, lembre, nese, kete, neme, neste, yayata. I heard the Lord say to me, timing, timing. All in due timing. I don't know you well. I don't know you really at all. Other than Facebook posts. You're like a racehorse, brother. You're like a racehorse. My father-in-law used to say he would often feel the anointing and he would be like a, a, a racehorse in gate number nine. Just turn me loose. God said there's some things that you've had in your heart to do and if you could have, you'd already been doing them. But God says to you, it's okay. You're not behind. You're not behind. One step at a time. And God says, it's like the Walmart doors. I always like to use that illustration. They don't open when you get in the parking lot. They open to you when you get up close. God said you're closer than you think. And some things that have been held back and some frustration you've had because of some natural things to do the spiritual ministry, God's got it all worked out. You just keep walking straight ahead. And God said the timing will unfold. And my God goodness, my goodness, there is going to be an open, an open, open door, an open area, an abundance, a supply. Could you stand up? Lepre, neste, yandanama. Just lift your hands. Lombro, sondo, lombro, boso, kuta, laba, raste, yende, neste, gende, linge, neste, kodobosoto. For the anointing father that's upon him. He's walked in faithfulness. But now, Father God, it's time to step in to the second course. It's as if the Lord said the first, the first phase you have fulfilled. But a new phase is getting ready to become real. As God brings you in to a new season of anointing, a new season of effectiveness, a new season of supply, a new season of favor, a new season of that which you could not do in your own. God does. It's already been working. God is working favor, connection, and you'll see it. Lopro bondo lobodo so paye sekeya. Lambra nasa The mantle is released. The anointing does flow. And in Revelation, Father God, He's going to grow. And I thank you. I thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Timing. 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 And I heard lastly the Lord say, in the fullness of time, you are at the point that that phrase will be pronounced. And when it does, these other things will spring forth. And you'll see 2024 will be a year of taking new territory, new land. It'll be 2024, seeing what's been in your spirit that's been delayed, begin to manifest. And you shall not walk, but you shall have permission to run. And resources will be there. Oh, an abundant supply. Hallelujah.
You receive that. Receive it in Jesus' name. Jesus. Kevin, stand up. Stand up with your bride. Just, just cook arms. Amen. What a great blessing you are, both of you. What a great blessing to the kingdom. What a great blessing to this house. What a great blessing to the body of Christ. But God said you have not even begun to scratch the potential that is in you. You have been faithful. And I heard the Lord say, faithfulness, diligence, and persistence. You've been faithful. And you've been faithful with a good heart. Potential now is getting ready to be unlocked. Revelation like you've never seen before. And that's obvious to all that know you. God uses you revelationary. You preach the word and great truth comes. But that is not the end of what God does. This is a season now. And I don't know your ministry other than what I see when you're teaching and in blessed and stand in awe of the things that God uses you to say. But God says to you now, he's not talking about that gift behind that, but he's talking about the supernatural gifts that flow up from within. You're going to see the Word and the Spirit begin to function in a level that you've never known. You have not reached your potential. But what I see is as a joint flowing together. The two of you are going to function together. You're going to flow together. You'll certainly flow independently of one another because you're connected to the Lord. But you are going to find your niche. It's been kind of that. What's our niche? I support him and I love him and I stand by my man. Amen. You do that. But God said there is a niche for the two of you. And I see you functioning in ministry gifts together. Oh, yeah. One in way to illustrate will be, one will give a message in tongue and the other will interpretate. But that's just the beginning, you see. For God said you're going to begin as a duo together. In the spirit, you're one. But you're going to begin to function under these manifestations because of the authority of God's Son. There are gifts in you that have to spring forth. You've touched gifts at times. You've touched gifts at times, but not the potential. That's the best way I can say it. The lid is coming off, and the glory is going to flow. And when those manifestations hit, people are going to go, wow, wow, wow. Not in awe of you, but of the glory of God that flows. That's what's going to happen with this team, Pastor Greg. You're going to see men and other men and other men and women. Amen. And, and your wife, brother, and, and, and Rebecca and others. I'm going to miss somebody. But God is elevating the team. He's elevating the team. God says the manifestation of the anointing. You've seen things in the spirit. You've had dreams. But it had not manifested yet. Those were God dreams. God began to quicken you to see what he has prepared. 
2024, you guys are going to step into a new place in the Spirit of God that you've never functioned before. But instead of it being one and not the other, it's going to be both of you. So get ready. need to look for it. When you're ministering and your wife said in here, need to look for it. Come on up here and stand by me. You're going to see that God's going to begin to move and operate. You're going to see unction, unction. The prophetic is down inside of you and it's going to spring forth. It's going to spring forth. It's a bubbling up, a bubbling up that's going to flow. And as you yield to God, both of you in perfect unity and in the spirit of God will go. And it'll bless the body. It'll bless the body. That'll be kind of a starting point that you'll see. But oh my, one will have a word of knowledge and the other will have the gifts of healing. The two of you will complement one with another. And the glory of God will flow. And this house will be blessed. But there'll be other places that shall call. And you'll go. Not that you're leaving here to see. But God said your gift will make room. And God's going to use the two of you. This is a season. Your potential hadn't been manifested. But God said it's fixing to blow the lid off of it. You receive that? Lombre estella. Yanda. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Nandarabasa. Great favor, Pastor Greg, has been placed upon you. Elijah and Elisha, Moses and Joshua, Paul and Timothy. Great mantle came from your pastor. That's obvious. Things that he never saw fulfilled that was in his heart. You're already walking out. You're already giving life to it. But God said you're not done. You're not done. 2024, this is a year that this church, and you look around at all the things going on, you think, how can anything get more, more, more aggressive than it already is? But what you're going to see is you're going to see a, 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 a response by the crowd like you've never saw before. You've got a good group. You've got a good church. You've got a good following here. You've got people that are learning about you. But you're getting ready to see an influx. God said you've proven yourself faithful, certainly. But now he's going to begin to bring in the crowd. And the Lord says, even in the midst of what will come, God said, you will not duck and hide, but you'll continue to run. God's chosen this house. I said it before. This is the east gate to Tulsa out here. And God said that you hold the east gate out here. There's something special about the, 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 the gates that surround a city. And God's put you out on this east side. And because of the east side, there is going to be the presence of God and the wind of God that will be felt before they ever get into the city of, of, of Tulsa. But God said now, now people will begin to come. Lepre nesteteya yandara basto lombre nere beste. And there's ground that has not been taken yet. There's things in your heart, certainly, and you're walking them out in obedience. But now God's getting ready to remantle you. Not, not take the mantle off, but He's adding to. And you're going to step. And I don't know if anybody said this to you or not. I don't know if I've ever prophesied this. But there is apostolic ministry, which is obvious, which means now. All of the mantles that come with the evangelist will function in you. 
All of the mantles that come with the prophet will function in you. All of the mantles certainly that come with the pastor will function. And the teacher, which encompasses the apostolic, which is one that is sent to carve out something that never was before. Whether or not it's been said, which I believe it should have been already by now, but the apostolic anointing's on you. I've never called myself a prophet. Never. I figure you, you'll you know me by my gifts. Too many people with business cards. We don't say this because it's a, it's, it's a term, but it is something that God said you must acknowledge. There came a point in time when God said, I've taken you as far as I can because you won't acknowledge he got on to me the other day and he said, people ask what you are. I've been called pastor. I've been called evangelist. You know, and, and, and neither one of them are quite right. Amen. And then some of them started calling me prophet. And then I just finally, well, what, what, what does God do? Well, I operate in the prophetic. Amen. You acknowledge the apostleship. And God says, watch what begins to happen. And through this umbrella, through, through the head, will flow down through the ministry gifts of the leadership. And from the leadership out to the body so that God will say about this house you come behind in no good gift from the youngest to the oldest you'll have people that'll know how to flow with God how to move with the gift of God how to flow in the spirit of God how to yield to the Holy Spirit how to move how to operate this church will be a church where where there is revelation obviously a church where there is manifestation the gifts of the spirit a church where there is demonstration but you see we also have to have another one which is called impartation. There has to be something that you receive because of association. And because of your association with this ministry, there's going to be an overflow. And God says now, you step in in this 24th year of the year 2000 and you acknowledge what you've already known in your heart. But now you're going to begin to see the fruit of it. Lebre neste keyata. So it'll be. So it'll be. We must shift over into our positions. That's why the battle's been, Brent, because of the shifting into the position. That's why the battle was for Greg, because of the shifting in position. It was just two, two, two uh, times of refreshings ago. I wasn't here last year or the year before, but you had, had one of those monitors around you. And we prayed for you one night. And you danced up a storm over here. And Kevin took off running. And I think I ran behind him. And, and then I heard footsteps and he was lapping me. Amen. The whole reason for those battles was to stop what God's doing. And Brent, you got to know this. You got to know this. You got to know this. When God calls, he equips. When he appoints, he prepares the way. What seems like it's been a closed door with nowhere to go, God makes a way. I can't tell you what it's going to look like. I don't, can't tell you where it's going to come from. But you need to, if you haven't, begin to decree, God, you've got the place for us and we will take possession of it. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter who the powers that be. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. God said that anointing is going to make way for your physical house. But that anointing is also going to make way for a healthy and a whole body. And you're coming out. God says you're coming out of the season you've been in. 
the assignment, the attack, the battle, physically and mentally and, and on every level. You have to know you're there. You're there. You're coming out. You're coming out. You're on your way out. You are steps away from getting into the place where you are whole, you are sound, nothing's missing, nothing's broken, where you're going to see the provision of God to your church, to your church house. You see, because when that transition happens, then you're going to see increase like you've never known before. The easy thing would have been to quit a long time ago. You thought about it, but you didn't. Why? Because God set you. You've been set, and it doesn't matter. You thought about, what about I go over here? Well, you couldn't do it because God set you. You're where you are because God set you. Amen. I'm talking about in a geographical region. You have to stay inside that, that area of favor. And God, I'm telling you tonight, as sure as I'm standing here on this stage, God is making a way. And I fully expect I'm going to get a call from you not long from now. And you're going to say, guess what has happened? And, and, and then you're going to tell me and I'm going to rejoice with you. Come on, somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ministers and ministry. We got to stand tall and we got to be ready. For whatever the enemy would bring, this is the hour. This is this this is the there's a whole reason we're here. Amen. We gotta live like we're gonna be here 50 years, but I think most of us don't think that's actually gonna happen. Amen. We gotta be strong in the Lord and in what? Power of his mind. This young lady belong to you? Amen. Join her hand. Hallelujah. My, my, my. So are, are y'all, y'all, y'all together? Amen. Amen. My, my, my. My, my, my. My, my, my. Stretch your hand toward him. Le prenesetea. Yanda, what God brings together. No devil or demon, personality or person, circumstance or situation, trouble or trial, persecution or peril shall be able to stop. And Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you mold you shape and you form Christ in both of them that they become everything that you have called and shaped them to be and what an anointing on you sister you've battled sometimes that well you know I'm just I'm not like this one and I'm not like that one and that's right God didn't want you to be like them God said you're going to learn about the anointing on you and you're going to take people not just into the to the anointing but into the glory oh my 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 and he said to lay hands on you tonight and release the gifts of the spirit into you the manifestation of the gifts think it not strange while you're worshiping to, to sense in your heart somebody's here that has this problem in their body right in the middle of it call it out and watch they're going to come forward and the anointing's going to heal them right in the middle of it you're going to say somebody's got a need and, and your need is this amount of money and it's going to be like oh Lord do I step out but yeah you're going to you're going to step out and when you do you're going to hear in just days beyond that that God brought in the need exactly to the amount of money that you said by the Spirit of God God said when you get over into that place manifestation of the Spirit will flow through you. You're not just singing, but you are leading people in. And Father God, I thank you for that which you're doing in this young lady. My, 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 my. Lombro dosondorobosete. She is dynamite, Father. And I thank you you're going to use her. 
and my brother together. Lebrenese for your glory. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a hand clap. Amen. Amen. I know we done got the children's church crowd over there saying bad things. Hallelujah. Are y'all together? Amen. Good. Yeah. Stand up here. I've hooked pastors up with piano players. Not good. Join hands. I always like to make sure. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lebre neste yere besieka. Lambro bonde neste kitie. Yanda lambre basta stegele menese. For an open heaven comes over the two of you. And God said you're getting ready to see what favor looks like and what favor can do. What you're unable to do through the arm of the flesh and through the strength of your natural might, you're getting ready to see what favor the favor of God can do. Mm. For out of those open heavens comes supernatural supply. Out of those open heavens comes revelation that can no longer hide. That which is hidden shall be made brought forth to the light as Father God you're doing something new in both my brother and my sister tonight <laughs> now out of your belly shall begin to flow fire in Jesus name as the anointing of God begins to burn in Jesus mighty name You've said, God, use us. Lord, we want to help and support in any way we can serve. But Father God, we want to get in on that ministry stuff. We want to be used of you to bless people and to help people. And God heard your prayer. And so tonight, Father God, we thank you for a releasing of the manifestation of your presence and your power upon the two of them. Let it begin to flow. Let it begin to flow. Let it begin to flow from this night forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Now, the anointing for healing is present. If you're here, and I know this seems kind of like an odd thing, but it's a real thing, and I've dealt with it before. If you have leg cramps that wake you up in the middle of the night, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but it's not fun. If you have cramping in your legs, I want you to stand right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Who is it? Was you, brother? Is it happening right now? Amen. Well, well, I call that pretty fast stuff right there. It's like boom, boom. Stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this cramp in his leg obeys the word of the Lord. And it goes, begin to move that leg. In the name, in the name, in the name. Not only relief, Father God. 
but Lord, in Jesus' name, that it be underneath his feet. So we thank you. Now just begin to thank you. Begin to praise him. Begin to worship him. Begin to give him glory. How you doing? Amen. Come on, get a little groove on, brother. Amen. He looks like he used to two-step back in the day. Amen. Healing belongs to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You got so many people in the bullpen, it isn't even funny. It's amazing how ministries that, that, that are apostolic, and that's part of it, draw ministry to them. And, and, and God's drawn the two of you. And, and, and in your spirit, you say, I'm not satisfied. I mean, it's not that you're not grateful, but you're not satisfied. God's going to begin to prepare a way for you. Stay true to the course. Stay true to what God has assigned you. Be faithful. You are. You're faithful. But God said, I am working some things together for you. 2024, you're going to see God begin to open more and more doors. God's going to give you opportunity, you see, to release the ministry gift that will bless God's people. Amen. Now, that's not all of it because there's some other things that he's bringing in. There's some things that you guys have been praying about that you need God to do personally. You need God to do. And, and, and it's, it's like something that, that's just always right there. God's working it together. He's working it together for you so that you don't have this pressure, you know. God's working it so you can put your eyes straight ahead and you don't have to worry to the left or right. But God said, the anointing. He's going to make way for you to do what he's put in your heart to do. Did you receive that? Amen. Everybody say, so be it. Unto them, according to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. This couple right here, I told you I was going to pray for you, didn't I? Right there. Stand up. Amen. Hallelujah. Join hands together. My, my, my. Lebre nesetea. Yando tostón de lemineste. Can you make a way for me here, brother? Can this chair un un unhitch? If it can, I'll climb over. If it can't, they can come right here. They're fine. They're fine. Just leave it. Leave it. Amen. Somebody stand behind them. God said, I'm going to prove myself to you. Now, he's already done some things that, that you just stand in great awe over. But tonight, in Jesus' name, God said, watch what I will do. Watch what I'll do. Watch what I'll do. Watch what I'll do. My. Now, there's some family that you've really been hard on your heart. You've cried. You've sought God. And you're just at the end of the line. What do we do? What you're going to do tonight is release it into God's hands. And God says to you, within three months, you're going to see this thing completely spun around. You're going to see this thing completely changed by his glory and his power because you've been faithful and because you've held true to the course you weren't moved even though you wanted to be you fought off stress you fought off worry but tonight in Jesus name God says I am working it together for your good and you're going to watch God work in your family you're going to watch him work in your family you're going to see him you're going to see him no more running no more hiding they're going to know God they're going to know God. They're going to serve God. They're going to live for God. They're going to know him like you know him. 
lambra satanaya, lombro sodobosteya, lebre nesteha yayata nanamasataya, lembre sondoso toyanda namasateya. Father God, it is done tonight. It's done tonight. In the spirit, it's done. It's done. So rejoice. So rejoice. So rejoice. So rejoice. So rejoice. Lebre nesetea labra nasataya. In the name. In the name. It's done. It's done. It's done. It is done. It's done. Done. Aren't you glad God knows you? Knows what you're dealing with, knows what you're going through, knows what you need. <laughs> Woo! He's good. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, lift your hands up and begin to praise God. Go ahead and just praise Him for a minute. Hallelujah! Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Oh, for what you're doing. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord of Lords. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Come on. Somebody needs to maybe stand up on your feet and just give him some praise. Somebody might just need to stand up and just begin to hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you that you're faithful. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is working. Oh, even when we don't see it, you're working. Oh, my, 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 we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. My, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Slip your hands up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you as we wade out deeper into the water. Father God, I'm asking for a saturation of the Holy Spirit upon this house, upon the remaining two nights of this meeting. I'm asking, Father, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if we didn't even, we, we, we just stepped right in tomorrow night and just the whole service was what we did at the end of the service. Father God, your will be done. But I'm just thanking you, Father, that we've come into this meeting one way, we're coming out another. And I thank you there'll be no man or woman left behind. I thank you, everyone, Father, everyone, Father, whose hearts are open. So it'll be. So it'll be. So it will be. So it'll be. So it'll be. So it'll be. Hallelujah. Rebecca, are you headed off on a mission trip soon? May. Interesting. This trip is going to be monumental. Monumental. It's going to be like a landmark that you will look back for the rest of your life. Because on this journey and trip, 
there is going to be an impartation of God that you've never experienced before. I don't even know how to articulate it other than you will know when it happens. It won't just be something you're there in your home and you're going to know. And it'll be evidenced by everybody else that's on the team. And I will tell you that when this happens, you're going to be like a different person. And the manifestation of God. But what happens there, it's not like Vegas. It's not going to stay there. It's coming back. Because it is part of the DNA that's been in you that from time to time kind of bumped up but never really was released into its full activity. But this, and I heard the Lord say, she's getting ready to go on a trip. That's why I asked. He said, on this trip, you're going to have, best I can say it, is a Moses encounter at the burning bush, a Jacob up on the mountain, and a Paul on Damascus Road. You are going to come back a different person. And the manifestation of God's power in you, will. people will say, what did you do? Did you fix your hair different? What did you, did you lose weight? But they're going to be seeing the glory of God. And it's going to unlock some things here and now. You've dreamed about some things. Some things that you hadn't even told other people. You've wanted to. And you might have even tried. And then the response wasn't right. So you wheeled it back. God said it's going to unlock that. Because you saw right by the Spirit of God. You heard right. But now it shall spring forth. And you'll never go back. It won't be something that's just for there. It's going to be here. And it's going to unlock you into the full potential of the gift of God on your life. And I'm telling you, this mantle will be so powerful, it's going to flow out through your family. There is going to be a transformation in your family. There is going to be a transformation in your family. Oh, all I can say is, it's things you've longed for, things you've prayed for, things you've desired for. You've tried to help God along and it didn't work, so now you've just God says it's going to explode in your family it's going to bring transformation and you are going to see that it's been worth it all to hang in it's been worth it all to keep pressing it's been worth it all to fight through all the tribulation that the enemy's brought because of your faithfulness not only will it release the glory of God in you but it's going to release the glory of God into your family and they'll forever be grateful to you as the one that said, let God bring it, release it, and do it in the name of Jesus. Come on, give him a hand clap. My, my, my. God's good. God's good. God's good. God's good. God's good. As a 17-year-old kid, I watched people minister like this. And I said, God, I want to do that. Not everybody will be a prophet, but everybody can access. How many in the room would say, God, I, I, I want all nine gifts to operate? The Bible says covet earnestly the best. And that's the gift you need. Hands lifted up around the room. 
Father God, all over this room, I thank you for these men and women of God. I thank you for the young, the old, the men, the women. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus for this house, for the pastors that are here. We're honored and we're humbled, Father, that they are here tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that everyone under the sound of our voice and even others that are watching via, uh, uh, Father, uh, uh, social media. I thank you, Lord God, that the Spirit of God that's in this place tonight and the Word of God that was released in this house tonight be ignited. And I pray for everyone in this room tonight, Father, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit would be in manifestation. I, I, take hold of the hand of the person next to you. Is it be a little hard for me to get hands on everybody? But as your hands are on them, I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for the anointing being released from within them. And I pray, Father God, that the gifts of the Spirit would be activated. I pray for diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophecy. I pray for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of discerning of spirits. I pray, Father, for the working of miracles, the gifts of healing, and the gift of special faith. I pray for all nine to be in manifestation to everyone in this room, Father, for your glory, not for self-edification, but so that the body can be strengthened and so the lost can see that Jesus is alive and well. And Father God, that we will become that glorious church that your word said we would be. And I pray for them tonight. Let them begin to dream about it. Let them begin to see themselves praying. Let them begin to see themselves prophesying. Let them begin to see themselves being used, Father God, through visions and dreams. Let it begin to be. And Father God, I pray that every single day they will begin to reinforce that request, God, today use me. Let the manifestation of your spirit operate through me. Wherever I am, Lord God, I am a yielded vessel. Here am I, Lord, use me. Say that with me. Say, wherever I am, I am a yielded vessel. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Now thank Him for hearing you. Thank you, mighty God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Everybody say, look, 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 turn to one of your neighbors next to you and say, so be it unto you. According to your word. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues is the doorway into the supernatural. Someone says, how do you ignite Praying in that heavenly language lights the fuse to the supernatural. It's called stirring up the gift of God which is in you. Any situation you're in, you're at work tomorrow and somebody says, Man, my back is hurting so bad right there under your breast. And say, Let me pray for you. And watch what God does. It's addictive. It's addictive. My, 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 my. I just, I just kind of feel if you only knew what God has in store for the church and you're a part of that. My, my, my. My, my, my. I stand in awe every time God gives me an opportunity to do what we do. Humbly. I don't deserve to be here. And oftentimes I battle inferiority 
I do. After listening to Pastor preach Sunday morning, I'm like, I'm going to slip back to the room and head south. <laughs> East, actually. Southeast. But you see, God didn't call me to be Pastor Gray. He called me to be me. And that's why you should never compare, but we should celebrate each other's giftings and each other's anointings. Amen. And that's why I just so awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, Pastor, every night, and I don't know if you want to give the invitation you did last night as well. If you are here tonight and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking with tongues, you can't get over to what we preached tonight without first going through that door. But you can't even go through that door till you first come over and come through Jesus the door. You got to be born again. So if you're here tonight and you've never confessed Jesus as Savior and Lord, or possibly, maybe at one time in your life you were living for God, but distractions came and the devil got you out away from the Lord, and tonight you want to come back home, you want to be back in the family of God. Either way, whether you're doing it for the first time or you're coming home, you need to come forward. And pastor's got folks up here that will pray with you. Amen. You can get born again. Is there anybody here tonight that says, I need to get back right with God? Anybody, you can raise your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody who knows you're right with God, raise your hand. Hallelujah. I like that. Amen. You might as well raise the other one up. Just say, I'm surrendered too. Amen. I like that. All right. Put your hand down. Now, if you've saved and everybody seemed to raise the hands and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost evidence speaking with other tongues and you want to come through that door because you want to get over to this that we preached about tonight, raise your hand. Everybody that's filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence, speaking with other tongues, raise your hand up high. Now put your other hand up beside it. All right? Praise God. Put your hands down. Now everybody says, I've been speaking in tongues for a while, but I'm, I'm ready. Just as we prayed a moment ago to walk on over into these nine gifts. And I want to just let heaven know. I want to let hell know. And I want everybody around me. I don't believe in closing your eyes and walking people in. We need to see. Amen. So when you raise your hands up, look around. And then you can see somebody later and say, hey, you lifted your hands, man. What are you doing slacking? If you say tonight, I hear the word of the Lord, I hear what God is saying, and I'll never be the same. I'm coming into my potential. I'm coming into my purpose. I'm coming into my power that God's given me. Raise both hands up. Father, you see it. Heaven sees it. Hell sees it. And all of earth. Father God, there is no recanting. There is no turning around. Tonight we stand before heaven and earth. On earth and hell. And we stand, Father God, saying that I will be everything you've called me to be. I'll do everything you called me to do. And I'll use the weapons you gave me. And I will pursue them, seek them. And I will see them in full manifestation. If you believe that, give the Lord a great big hand clap. Amen. That's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're just getting warmed up. God's got some good things in store for you. Amen. And uh, so we look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Like the Lord spoke to us last night, that this is a, a journey, a progression from going from one form to another form as a collective church body and also for individuals represented here. He's taking us to new levels. Amen? Hallelujah. So I encourage you to be here. 7 o'clock, we're going to have a powerful time. And uh, come expecting and come put place a demand on what God is doing 
in this time and in this season. Amen. We will have the ministers up here by the altars if you so desire prayer in any area. And uh, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.